You wanna hear a good joke? Nobody speak, nobody get choked. Sports fans. Oh my goodness, sports fans. <laughs> <laughs> Sports fans, it's Friday here <laughs> on the ADL. All right, all right, we blew it. We blew it. It's Teton Sports yeah. Talk. Um, wow. We blew the intro. Uh, are you? Or should we do, do, you do smoke that? It, do you smoke in the nursery? No, no, let's roll with it. Do you okay. smoke in the nursery? Uh, no, not in the nursery. That would be probably a way to get my child taken away from me. And Oof. so, no. Even at Red Top, do they, do they actually do conduct checks out there? The CPA workout in Red Top? Uh, no. No. <laughs> <laughs> it's a little lawless out there. All right. Um, I'm your host. This is Teton Sports Talk. We just started talking. <laughs> I'm your host, Massey Seaman, and that's my buddy, Graham Trainer, who missed last week because of Valentine's Day. You said there was a lot of fondue. Would you like to tell us about the highlights of your Valentine's Day? How many oh, Massey, that's how many tums loaded question. To, how many tums did you have to eat? Mm, uh not many tums. Like I said, I kind of saved myself for the whole day, so I didn't eat steak and potatoes steak and eggs before yeah i was kind of ready for it was like apple slices and and cutie cutie oranges and you know just kind of keep myself on a liquid diet until then so actually wasn't such a bad the next day i mean i definitely needed my depuffer you know the thing you put in the freezer you depuff your chin so you're not so fat well you have a beard so you um yeah i just hide i just hide my uh turkey neck with a beard it's it's way to go out here (laughs) yeah it was just turkey neck no tums the the internal my heart liver all that was was intact I, I didn't get tested the next day but i felt better than i thought i'd be yeah you don't want any medical exams after a, a a fondue you said you had a garlic oil cheese garlic and, and oil chocolate garlic oil fondue. one a cheese one and a and a chocolate one yeah so at golden corral where do they put those things in the uh <laughs> in the foyer there where do they put them if you have to ask you can't afford it oh well all right all right fair enough fair enough <laughs> Um, we Golden have, Corral. We have an app, a G Row by the uh, some some listeners will know exactly what I'm talking about when I say G Row. Is Jeff Foxworthy? Is Jeff Foxworthy? He used to be the spokesman. I haven't heard from him in a while. Is he doing okay? Uh, did cancel culture get Jeff Foxworthy? I the let's talk about him? this other day. I think I think those guys, the blue collar guys, they bowed out before they could be canceled. They got ahead of it, I believe. Well, Ron White, I know, is still around. And you can't, there's no way you can cancel Ron White. Well, if you open his mouth, you probably could. Modern day. <laughs> I don't think I've heard from him. I haven't heard from any of those guys. Larry the Cable Guy is not making funny movies anymore that I cannot watch. I bet you being Larry the Cable Guy running that bit for a while, for as long as he did was exhausting. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's, yeah, that's a lot. I mean, I mean Sasha Barra Cohen did it, Borat for as long as he did. I, that's, I think. Larry the Cable Guy did that for an extra like decade. It's a lot. That is a lot. Let's uh, let's talk one bit of news before we get into everything. The voice of Alabama football, Eli Gold, announced his retirement today, and a piece of me died. My childhood of listening to Eli Gold on the radio, in the at the hunting camp, listening to the Iron Bowl, or in a dove field, listening to Eli Gold call. Alabama football was a staple of my childhood, high school. In fact, out here, sometimes I wouldn't watch the game. I'd go to the garage and turn on Eli Gold, have myself some delicious Coors Lights, and listen to the game, all right, to Eli Gold. And he is retired. 
at the well at the same time Nick Saban retires a month or so later and I hurt mm. trainer I hurt this is like the 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 wife and husband dying within 10 days one another sort of thing sounds like <laughs> you got me right when I was trying to yeah, that's what I'm trying to do strategy um wait yeah. you said you you yeah, listened to Eli as a child with Coors Lights in the garage no I'm not judging uh clarifying i bet you there was coors lights around when i was listening to him as a kid but i was not drinking coors light in the garage as a child i was saying most recently like i listened to eli gold as recently as last season yeah and in, and probably as long ago as when you what do you your first game you remember watching when you were like what six five when you were a kid i like don't know football no idea yeah so eli gold Kind of like Eric Nadell for the Rangers. Eric Nadell's like legendary Texas Ranger broadcaster mm-hmm. for the radio. It's like really comforted you through those bad years. So you, you yeah. have a love for him. But he was like the 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 maternal the maternal like um voice that to comfort to be like, hey, it's gonna be okay. Brody Croyle's terrible. And Don Shula, Mike Shula, mm-hmm. Don Shula Jr., whatever his name is, Mike, he sucks at coaching. But what we're having fun, right, kids out there? It's like Mr. Rogers. Yeah. Yeah. He's, sucks, he's, a lot like fun. Mr. Rogers. A lot like Mr. Rogers. Groundbreaking yeah. like Mr. Rogers. Um, that's it. I look forward. Yeah. I look forward to the biopic. I'm sure I, I just Googled him on YouTube and it's like top 10 Eli Gold calls. I'm sure I'm going to bed tonight watching TJ Yeldon catch a screen pass over the left side. He's behind the defense and going in and beating LSU for a comeback victory in 2009. Yeah. AJ McCarron, 2009, TJ Yeldon. Is that right? Might be 2012, 2012, 2012, 13. I don't know. They all, they all kind of blend together when you win so many trainer. Ah, That's a, I'm gonna be feeding, gonna, I'm gonna be feeding off this dynasty for a long time. So y'all better buckle up. We know we've been buckled up for a while. It's been a long road trip. It's been it's been cross country road trip with you through these since 2016 on the show with Alabama being at the top. Um, it's gonna say who would play him in a biopic, but I'd rather. I always thought Billy Bob Thornton sounded exactly like Nick Saban, and I think that is the perfect person to play Nick Saban in a head coaching movie biopic. And then Billy Bob Thornton finally wins that elusive Oscar. I don't know what year. I don't know what year this is going to get made. I think who should we'll talk about director next week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll get into that. Should we get it? Should we get into the huddle? Do you have any more news points? Why am I going horse? Uh, uh, I've been going horse for the last two minutes, and I've been fine all day. uh, News points we won't cover. Um, Charlie Woods, Tiger's son, kind of looks like Rory. I wonder what was going on there. Interesting. You know, the, you know those PJ golfer, those, those key parties go. Um, he's going to attempt to qualify for a PJ tour event, and West Virginia town is holding a candlelit vigil for a local Hooters. Oh, what happened to the Hooters? Down be, it's being demolished, sadly. Oh, oh, I thought like some, I don't know, some mass shooting happened because that's what happens on the weekends oh, no, around no, no, here no, in no, America. I not, I'm not. I'm not. No, I'm not. No, I'm, I've, I've retired from mass shooting jokes. Oh, I got a question. What do you think of this? That, I, 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 <laughs> there's no such thing as a master <laughs> joke. Uh, uh, what do you think about the Super Bowl? Oh, that's right. Um, well, it was scripted, which mm-hmm. is great. Yeah, um, it's good script. 
It was a good script. It was a good game. It was a boring. It was an okay. It was an awful first half. Yes. Uh, Romo was Romo was trying too hard because all, all the backlash against him. Oh my god! And then it turned into a really good second half and an overtime. Um, feel bad for Purdy. He played. Don't well. feel bad he for played Shan- good enough be- to win. Yeah. Don't feel bad for Shanahan. Uh, um, I don't feel bad for the Niners organization because I'd rather them be tied with the Cowboys for five Super Bowls all time. And also, they've actually gone longer than the Cowboys without winning a Super Bowl, 95 versus 96. So I'm happy there. <laughs> San Francisco, you nerds. You know what I don't yeah. – you know why I don't feel bad for San Francisco? It's because they've had sustained uh, success for the last, like, well, I don't know, five or six years. It's been, like – not like the Kansas City run where they make the AFC Championship every year, but they are close every single year, either getting into the NFC Championship or getting the Super Bowl. It feels like it's been peppered for the last eight or nine years. San Francisco's had had sustained uh, success, especially when they're all healthy. You know, like there was that one year they got a bunch of draft picks because every single person on their team got hurt, and that's when they finished bad. But like, I. I feel I would feel worse for like uh for instance like the Cincinnati Bengals. When are we gonna see the Cincinnati Bengals in the Super Bowl again? Maybe 10, 15 years? Like the Lions have made it. Yeah, the Lions have made it. That'd be I'd feel bad for them if they lost. But if San Francisco yeah. loses, I'm like, all right, whatever, I'll see you next year. No, they've they've gone I mean, yeah, I'm talking surface level tip of the iceberg, Cowboys versus Niners. Cowboys have a year on them when it comes to winning a Super Bowl. But the Niners have been to three Super Bowls and like 25 NFC title games since the Cowboys last won the Super Bowl. So, yes, if you peel back the onion, one yeah. layer, the Cowboys are embarrassing. But no, 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 no. There's no reason to peel back that layer. You just say that stat and everyone, it kind of blows everyone's mind. Yeah, well, the Cowboys won the Super Bowl. Uh, what am I trying to say? Earlier? Later? The Later. Cowboys more won recent, a, more, re- more recently. Oh man, we're off to a hot start. Okay, and then you right. say you say that you say, well, what year was that? And you say I have uncontrollable diarrhea. I have to review, re, re, uh, remove myself from this conversation. Yeah, like I, just leave really I'm, quickly. I'm about to, uh, you know, my pants. Mm-hmm. Okay, let's get into the huddle. We have an absolutely packed show. I have no idea why I'm going horse all of a sudden. The huddle is the good news of the week, the critical of the number of the week, something you were stuck on, your quote slash question of the week, and your goat of the week. Trainer, what is your good news of the week? Uh, it's an all-encompassing. It's football off-season. As a as a you know, aforementioned Cowboys fan, and I think I prefer, I think I prefer uh, February through September more than I do the season at this point. I like the drama, I like yeah. the storylines. I don't have to actually watch the Cowboys like on on the field disappoint me. We've talked about this. I don't like it's, X's and O's anymore. Yeah, yeah. It's all it's it's when you're rooting for a bad team, it's hope. Everybody's O and O. Everyone is tied for first. We're talking to hope. And then Yeah. Uh I read some articles about how the Saints are gonna take a step back because they have a negative eighty three million dollars worth of cap space. And I was like, Well, great. Now my my hopes and desires are dashed just a little bit, but I, I don't worry. I brought it back up and I'll get to it, but it's, it's hopeful season. What do y'all, what, what are the Cowboys going to do this off season that makes you excited to be a Cowboys fan? Well, it's not, I mean, I, I hope they turn off Micah Parsons' microphone. That'd be, that'd be nice. Um, I'd say <laughs> it's not really about the Cowboys. It's just like, there's other things to like, enjoy. Like I'm enjoying this franchise tag. 
We actually are like going in the weeds about how the franchise tag works when free agency starts. Yep. Um, the banana hammock, banana hammock Olympics, the uh, underwear Olympics are coming up coming and then up. mock draft season. It's just, it's just more fun. It's more, um, it's less, there's less pressure when they're not playing the games and losing the games. It's fun to see the Patriots so far up in the draft order when they also need a quarterback. It is very odd. And yeah. it's like, oh, okay, well, it, this is this is interesting because we're into the Belichick era. We're at the end of the Belichick era. We're at the end of the Mac Jones era. Uh, short-lived. Allegedly. Short-lived. <laughs> but it's so funny that we have such a deep quarterback class, and it kind of seems like – the Bears and the Commanders are undecided. Now, Justin Fields is still the quarterback for the Bears, but it's one of those things where it's like, well, are the Bears going to restart? The Commanders don't have a bad quarterback in Sam Howell, right? They're going to go to his backup, Drake May, from the same university. It, that seems kind of weird. Point. That's a good that seems kind of weird. Like maybe the Commanders could just get a haul for the, from the Pats and they move up a slot. I don't know, dude. I I, I don't know. It's, no, it's a, the Bears are the, in the same field. I'm not in the same field. In the same boat with Justin Fields because they could demand so so many trades for the number one pick in order to get Caleb Williams. So it's I don't know. It's one of those things where it's like it's going to be interesting. I think there's going to be some trades at the top. That's going to be uh, what am I trying to say? Not epic, but uh. It's going to move the needle, move the needles. What I want to say. Yeah. I'm feeling, I'm feeling like this might be a more exciting than most draft and leading up to the draft, because obviously last year the Panthers traded up and they picked uh, Bryce Young. They traded with the bears. Mm. That was kind of the only thing that really happened. It was big. I think like a lot more. Well, stuff, Houston traded up to number three. Houston, Houston went to CJ Stroud. During the draft. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. And, yeah. Middle of the draft. And they, yeah. Went on that. They went and got the rookie of the year and the defensive rookie of the year back-to-back picks. Yeah, Billy Anderson. And I was going to say my actual original good news was the, I don't know, this athlete's first agency. They're directing their yes. prospects to not participate in the cognitive tests during the pre-draft process this year. So no uh, Wonderlick and what's the other one? Or is that S- the one? That's S- the main two. one. S two one yeah, oh, yeah, is yeah. old. I think it was S two because S- this was my uh, this was my uh, goat goat of the week. No, it wasn't. Where was it? Oh, this was in my good news as well. I, where? Why am I such an idiot today? Athletes first, the sports agency that represents over 160 players in the NFL. They sent out a memo to all all the franchises and said their athletes aren't going to take the test. Of course, they're like we're going to politely decline the test. But without mentioning C.J. Stroud's name, who they represent, they were like, yeah, last year you had one of our guys take a test and then leaked his poor score, which was out of 100. C.J. Stroud got an 18 and whatever that meant. And they're like, ooh, look, C.J. Stroud. And they try to tank his draft status. Luckily, the Texans saw straight through it. And they're like, yeah, I don't want him to take test. I want him to throw the football and read cover two and know where the mic is. Turns out C.J. Stroud's really good at that. So it's one of those things where it's like, why would I put my guys through some sort of arbitrary test that has no scientific background whatsoever just so they can, it can get leaked and there and somebody runs a smear campaign on them? Like I thought it was a brilliant move by athletes first. Yeah. And these, yeah, the Wonderlake tests are these cognitive cognitive tests are just kind of 
they're kind of silly and um, they don't really, I mean, when you think about it, they should take a, you know, Deshaun Watson, awful, awful cognitive test, but they should give him the pervert test. They should just yeah. do the pervert, the morality test. The morality test yep. would be a better test, Massey. Would yep. you, in this scenario, do this or this? And you're like, I would pay for my massage and leave, or I would linger and, you know, you can ask those questions and then you can find out more about the person that's going to be in your locker room versus a stupid SAT two. Uh, for yeah, you, you, you say how large is the appropriate size mm. towel for massage towel? Yeah. Yeah. Towel. You see this, this is the appropriate size. If they go any smaller, you're like, <laughs> maybe I'll pick you up in the round 10, you know, but you're not a first round draft pick, but we're going to have, um, I, you know, pulled up my Graham's offseason QB bank for free agents in the first four rounds. We got Justin Fields probably on maybe on the go. We got Kirk Cousins probably changing teams. We got Russ, dangerous Randy whoa, Wilson. Whoa, whoa. What are you what are you and what are you doing here? You blowing I'm just up going our through the quarter? NFL free agency? What are we talking about? Oh, sorry. Sorry. Yeah, it's, it's that was a teaser. That was a professional tease. Go ahead. Oh, okay. I thought you were just diving in. I wasn't prepared. It's like slow down. We no, gotta no, no. we gotta get through the huddle before we get to NFL free agency. Sorry, still caffeine in my system from earlier. I've watched you suck down six beers. What caffeine is overcoming six beers? All right. <laughs> my good news of the week. The college football playoff committee has about, uh, announced the 12-team playoff structure. And it was all rumored, but I guess it's confirmed. The five highest-ranked conference champions will get an automatic bid with the top four of those conference champs getting first-round buys. The rest will be at large bids as – ranked by the college football committee much like we have in march madness now somewhere in this structure there is a shot at notre dame right yeah because when the college football playoffs started they publicly said that the conference championships were a big deal and they were going to weigh those heavily turns out they were uh lying because a lot of non-conference champions made it to the college football playoff but it was still a little loosey-goosey back then now it seems like we have a little more rigid structure but this is definitely trying to force Notre Dame's hand a little bit because there's no way that Notre Dame can be a conference champion because they're in, a, in, a, in an independent. Are they the only independent left? BYU's in the Big 12 now. They are that matters. I don't, I mean, the only team that I can, yeah. I mean, if the, if all the, if all the uh, arms force teams and BYU, oh, right. yeah. I mean, that's it. Notre Dame's the last shoe to drop. And so basically they're just saying, Notre Dame, you're never going to get a buy in our structure. So join a conference, yeah. make some conference some money. I thought it was great. I think this is going to be a great system. Make, yeah, make them work for it. I mean, they've all, they've showed up in two – they showed up in two uh, – let's see, last – the BCS against Alabama with a catfish linebacker. Manti-Teo. Yeah, and they got their ass kicked by uh, either Trevor Lawrence in Clemson or Deshaun Watson in Clemson. That was a terrible – playoff game oh, so yeah. i don't they need to they need to they need a uh a prerequisite like an interview to even show up in the playoffs so i think this is totally fair to give them a handicap unless they want to join the big 10 which they're probably going to eventually the money will will talk and half their half their athletics that are in the acc so i don't see them joining the big 10 i think they probably will go acc or, you're right you're right whatever intermediary acc exists until we're all somewhere else yeah yeah that's what i mean by that yeah. <laughs> uh my other good news uh clint kubiak is the new saints offensive coordinator he is the for uh, offensive coordinator he is the former 49ers wide receiver coach 
And Derek Carr has a, I mean, excuse me, Dennis Allen has a great quote about Derek Carr. He says, Derek is going to do exceptionally well under Kubiak. Uh, well, that oh, uh, you can't pass, so that's going to be an issue. Is that Gary's son, Super Bowl champion Gary Kubiak? Yeah, yeah, it's it's his kid. He's only oh, nice. he's, he's our age. He's only he's like a couple months uh, older than I am. So basically, nice. I feel better Saints, about myself. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, great. <laughs> the Saints have uh, hired six new coaches on their offense this offseason, which makes me a little warmer and fuzzier. Dennis Allen said, "You know whose fault it is? It's not the defense's fault because I run the defense. It's the offense's fault. Let's fire every single coach because we don't have we don't have the right coaches for this team. Whatever. Like the offense needed an overhaul." I like it better than his coaches than getting rid of some of the staples, although Michael Thomas is probably on his way out of the door. But let's move on to the huddle. Trainer, give me your critical number of the week. Well, speaking of the ACC or what's left of it, um, only th- mine's 13. All right. 13. Only, only three basketball coaches in the ACC have achieved th- 13 straight winning seasons. Mm-hmm. They are Dean Smith. Heard of him. Some – some hair dyed dirt bag and Tony Bennett. Tony Bennett. Oh, you're talking about the dyed hair rat face. Yeah, ugly, yeah, yeah. ugly fan face he, coach. He stuck in there. He cheated. Oh, and Tony Bennett. Yeah. All right. That's UVA's head coach. 13 straight winning seasons in the ACC. Raise the banner, right? Yeah. Well, you know, not so fast, my friend, Lee Corso. Um, it's great to have that, but then you lose 41 to 75 to Virginia Tech. Yes. Yes. And then you got, but then you look at the schedule and you say, you know, the important part, the important parts are ahead. You got UNC number 10 on Saturday. We're going to get and then smoked. At, at, we'll see. At Puke, they're currently number eight. So, and then between that, we got Boston College, who cares, and Georgia Tech to finish it off. So, I don't know. We'll see what, what cute little nine seed out of charlottesville you right? think nine seed i bet you were the were the next four out at this juncture 34 points we lost by 34 points to virginia tech we just got absolutely smoked in their building i was watching the game and when the score was like 16 to 18 uh virginia tech it was something like that mm-hmm. i paused the game i went and put my daughter down for a nap and when i came back i went to push play and somehow I messed up and it went to live. You know, like when you, you can push play on your TV or sometimes like I messed it up. Yeah, that's a, that was a good skipped, accident. It skipped forward and it was halftime and I was looking at it and I was like, does that say 16 to 36? Now, when you put down your seven month old daughter for a nap and her mother is not home from work yet you have two hours to do whatever you want and in in my brain i was like i'm gonna spend this time watching virginia basketball this is gonna be great i was the king of my castle for about two hours and instead of watching that game i went outside and i shoveled snow and i hate shoveling snow i chose to do something i hated then watch my favorite sports team get curb stomped by virginia tech i'm embarrassed about how bad the Hoosers are playing against anybody with a pulse. Anybody with a pulse, the Hoos plays scared. And I'm disgusted about about their effort. And it's it's maybe there's something there. I was watching them play and in the first five minutes, I was like, there's something here. There's there's there are pieces and parts. We got some quickness. We got some quickness on uh 
around the arc. We got some size down low. We got some freshmen that are lanky that can kind of shoot mid-range jump shots. There's something here. And then you accidentally push live TV and they're down 20 and a half to Virginia freaking tech. Yeah. I really just feel like giving up. <laughs> well, I mean, <laughs> that was my probably, number, by the way, 34 points. That's how much we lost to, but to Virginia tech. Yeah. Okay. So we got, we got a, uh, now I'm the optimist on the show. That's good. Glass half full. Um, you really think that Virginia's going to make the tournament for an at-large bid? They're going to have to win the ACC tournament to get in, in my opinion. No. What no. are you talking about? Is the ACC – do they hate the ACC that much? They're still like the 20 – when it comes to the, um, the AP poll, they're still like number 26. I thought St. Mary's was 26. They're in the top okay, 25. Top 30. In the top 25, there are two ACC teams: UNC off merit and Duke off the dead carcass of Coach K. So I am not like the the ACC sports, including basketball, is in a steep decline, and I the Hoos are going with it, and it makes me sad. Well, have we ever have we ever won the NIT tournament? That'd be fun. Shut up, trainer. <laughs> well, basketball and or sorry, lacrosse and baseball season. Those those are good programs, right? Yeah, tennis is good. Great, yeah, I'm sure <laughs> they're, they're on, it's freaking on TV. awesome. You, you can put you can put the baby down and watch uh, UVA men's doubles. God help me! All right, give me your stuck on this week, trainer. Um, uh, oh, I was looking up uh, contracts because I saw. Have you seen the Anthony Rendon drama where people are? He's he said this a while back where he said he doesn't care. This is the. Uh, Sorry, the Angels third baseman who took a big, massive quarter of a billion dollar contract a few years ago after he won a national national title. World Series with the Houston, gosh, Washington Nationals. And he now says, and has said, that he doesn't prioritize baseball and doesn't really care about playing and but the, no, everybody's up in arms. Out of, that's out of context. Didn't he say like... No. No, well, didn't he, he say faith. like God, family, baseball? Wasn't he like Nicolas Cage and in, in uh, a few good men? God, God, country, Marine Corps. No, I'm pretty sure he said baseball is not my number one priority. I prioritize my faith and my family over baseball, and everyone's freaking out. Well, I guess to me, you know, we're talking about subjective. I would go the opposite. I'd go baseball, family, God, or not even worry about the God part, you know, <laughs> separate sports and state. Right, 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 right. So uh, he, but he's obviously shown he doesn't give it. He, he's like, he, there's been questions about his, like his IL stints and whether he's actually hurt. And like, there's, there's, there's smoke here. It's not just like, Oh, he's been hurt a lot since his contract. And like, he's being taken out of context. Like I, there's players on his team. They're disappointed. Mike Trout. I mean, I think Mike Trout's like, I'm done. Like Otani's gone. My third baseman's saying he, he hates baseball and he sucks. He doesn't, he doesn't contribute. So yeah, I just feel that. Um, what do the, the angels care? Part of this, the angels don't seem like they care about baseball. Well, they, the yeah, organization, the, the front, two thousand one. So I mean, it's it's been so long. I don't care. The AL West can be bad for all I care. It doesn't matter to me. Besides the Rangers, obviously, and the, I guess the Astros can be okay. Um, so we're, I did look are up. You, so you're up in arms about this too. You saying baseball is not his number one priority? How dare he sully the game? Yeah, baseball, family. Um, what meals uh are are you currently listing housing housing and then god how about that 
Is that? Did you just list your priorities? Baseball was still <laughs> yeah. one. They just don't. Yeah, they don't uh, follow along with Rendon. So. EB. Damn you, Anthony. EB, we're going down to the homeless shelter. They have televisions there. Don't worry about the housing. <laughs> baseball. Okay. I got my priorities straight. One, baseball is on. Well, one thing I did notice, it was funny. I think you would like, we've talked about the Bonilla, the Bo- Bobby Bonilla day, the mm-hmm. contract. And speaking of Otani, this year, when it comes to 2024 salaries, Manny Ramirez makes $33,000 more than Otani because of his deferred contract with the Red Sox that dates awesome. back to 2011 when he last played quote unquote played for the, for the, the Rays. I think he played like DH for two games and then ran out the field with his shirt off like Antonio Brown. Did really? So <laughs> yeah. That. So what we're seeing here, what we're seeing here with the deferred contracts is the Red Sox are in trouble. Mm-hmm. And now I'm kind of to piece together that they have these stupid deferred contracts like Manny's. So the light at the end of the tunnel is then that in like 11, 10 to 11 years, the decade, the Dodgers will suck because they've done all this damage themselves with the deferred stuff. So that's, that's my good news stuck. Okay. I had no idea, man. He was still being paid. Yeah. Uh, my stuck on is Justin Fields unfollowed the bears on Instagram and Twitter. What does it all mean, trainer? No, I'm not stuck on the fact that he did this. I'm stuck on the fact that stuff like this is actually a newsworthy headline. It was leading CBS Sports. Justin Fields, social media stuff. Everybody takes that so, so seriously. I mean, this is the most like dead horse story. How many times can we kick a dead horse and be like, look, he doesn't follow this person, doesn't follow that person. That means X, Y, Z. The the logic goes from like, in the media goes from A to B to F to W to Y back to A. And they're like, look, it all makes sense. Social media, this is how the players communicate. Now, if it was LeBron James, it'd be something different because he's so passive aggressive and social media is his only way to express himself. That'd be one thing. But I think with this future, this new generation of people that, especially just behind our generation, they're looking at social media like, why Why should I care about this? I know a couple of people that I work with that are younger than me, and they're like, why would I get Instagram? Instagram's dumb. I was like, yeah, sure. They're like, social media, it's weird. I was like, you're right. It is weird. So this is just the dumb media, dumb media taking it as a sign of like a disgruntled athlete and Fields went on somebody's podcast and cleared the air and said he was going to go on vacation and doesn't want to see any football content. That makes sense. Why would you want to see any Bears media content anyway? Especially when you're going to get traded. Yeah, it's just going to be that every day. Not every day. It's going to be that every 10 minutes of every day. Yeah. So, uh, all right, moving on. Give me your quote slash question of the week. Although if I got on Instagrammies and I unfollowed you on Sports Talk, would Massey, would you be upset? I wouldn't even notice. <laughs> okay. No, I'm just saying. Um, don't. Don't. I don't, would not even notice. I thought, on that note, I follow thought, us Follow us on Instagram, Teton Sports yeah. Talk. Like whatever things that we're doing. But, yeah, if you don't follow you, us, then oh, well, whatever. You, you had me under the impression that if we lose a follower, you reached out to them directly and you asked them what they didn't like and their, for their feedback and you try to get them back in. You're not doing that anymore. Uh, nobody unfollows us, I guess. <laughs> oh, nice. Yeah. Nice, nice so, answer. whatever. Give me your um, quote slash question of the week. Yeah, I saw that. You can also bet on the WNBA. That doesn't mean you're going to watch it. 
<laughs> what? Just taking, just taking some shots at the WNBA? That is low-lying yeah. fruit for whoever this is. This is Jordan Spieth from mm-hmm. Massey's favorite golf. Uh, when asked about the Live Tour becoming a bettable industry, organization. Oh, yeah, sure. You can yeah, bet on anything. I liked it. I liked it. You, people, then, people won bets if Usher's shirt came off during the halftime performance. There was a, there was some odds on that. So, like, whatever. You can bet on anything these days. You think the Saudi, Ara- Saudi Arabia was like, we're, we are well above gambling on sports. No gambling on our golf tournament. That's whitewashing our image of murdering U.S. citizens. Yeah. No, I know. WNBA just taking a lot of strays. Kenny, Kenny the Jet Smith was was uh, dumping on Sabrina versus Steph in the, that little contest they had on Saturday. So just taking shots, the ladies. I don't like this. Wait, how, how, what do you mean, Sabrina versus Steph? Oh, they the had three like three-point competition. I did see this. Yeah, yeah. Like, oh, little ball and, like, can't play with the men. I, I just – it was just kind of like, what speed? And then he proceeds to <laughs> to sign the wrong scorecard of the Genesis Invitational so got disqualified. So, I was just like, that's kind of karma. It was a little karma moment, right? Wait, wait. Hold on. I don't know anything about this. Jordan Jordan Speed signed the wrong – he got somebody else's scorecard and signed it? What do you mean by signing the wrong scorecard? You're going to have to explain to me what the scorecard is and the significance of it signing. And and, and by explaining to me, also the audience, because I don't know what you're talking about. I don't really understand. I think it's like you have multiple scorecards. This is me. You have multiple scorecards. You have There's there's a lot of papers flying around. It's like the IRS. What am I signing? I don't know. So I signed my name on something, and apparently it's not the right one. It's not the actual, like, up-to-date scorecard that my caddy's been keeping or something. The one in his back pocket is not the one that matches what the caddy has. That's me kind of guessing what happened here. And then I went a little further and found out, like, PGA Tour caddy Kip Henley lamented another benchmark and the dumbest rule in all of sports. Seriously, why even have scorecards on the PGA Tour? Why, do, why don't professional bowlers keep their own scores? <laughs> I thought That's that was funny. That's a great point, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I was about to say, like, doesn't the booth take care of that? Like, isn't there a booth just watching these guys? But isn't there a guy that follows each – isn't there a rules guy at every hole or something? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. There's so many. It's – yeah, it's like if – it's almost as if, like, every NFL player had to have a scorecard in their back pocket and sign it when there were touchdowns Interesting. each each, uh, each quarter or something. Like, it's it's very it's a very old – grandfather great great grandfather golf rule that i thought you would think was funny because it is stupid yeah that it's still something you could be disqualified for but, but it's still a rule nonetheless <laughs> yeah well jordan rules speed. Rules. <laughs> yeah karma there you go jordan speed don't talk about the wnba and then turn out to do something dumb all right i got a couple of quotes all from the same guy um i'm just gonna rattle them off are you ready yes our lateral quickness and our toughness is just something I've never witnessed in all of my years coaching. We are so non-athletic that we can't guard anybody without fouling. Ooh, I know this dirty bug-eyed turd is. Keep going. This is the most unenjoyable experience I've had since I've been coaching. <laughs> oh, Richard. He continues. He <laughs> continues. We kind of lost this season with the way we recruited. We recruited the antithesis of of the way I coach with speed, quickness, fundamentals, strength, and toughness. Man, that's not that's not Rick Patino. That's Dick Patino. Yeah, dude. Rick Patino as St. John's head basketball coach. He is in New York 
And he goes and just takes shots after shots at his team. He goes on to say that the St. John's facility is is bad. Um, he singled out three or four of his players by name to the New York med- uh, media, and they would he would like list his name was like not quick, no lateral quickness, not tough, slow, just name after name after name, and then he. Let's all take this for granted now. Well, let's take this with a grain of salt because it was he was heated after a ten point comeback victory by I think um, Marquette or somebody I forget. They came back, they beat St. John's. He was mad after the game, so people were like, "Well, that's Rick Pitino being Rick." The next day, he just doubled down and said, "What? I didn't call anybody out. This wasn't about my players. I, I, I believe I stand by everything I said." And like you literally just said, your players stink. Like, you called your center too fat and can't move laterally. Like, what? Wait, what, Rick? And it's just a good reminder that Rick Pitino, he's back in basketball. And guess what? The world might have passed him by a little bit since he's st- <laughs> since his last coaching job. This is not how things go anymore. You say stuff like that at the end of this season, you're going to – you're gonna lose your players. They're second to last, I think, in their in their league in the Big East. So like, all the players are gonna be like, yeah, I'll just go, I'll just go play for Florida Atlantic, you know, and be a Cinderella story. Like, I'm not, I'm not gonna sit here and take this from Rick. He's gonna be, he's not gonna be able to fill a roster next year with how he's treating his players. No, not at all. He's in the best. I mean, yeah, he's in the best, maybe the best conference in college basketball right now. UConn's on top. Creighton just kicked their ass. They're good too. Marquette's great. That might have been who he was talking about losing to. Um, it's his first year. He needs to calm down. He's been in, he's been in a basketball jail, and yeah. for right, rightfully so. You can't go. You can't get out of like sports jail and then go to like a lesser man. He knew what he was signing up for. He's been to the. He's seen the facilities before he. I think he coach did he coach there for a little bit? Yeah, I'm different positive he did. Decades. But I mean, it's just it's a lot to it's like yeah, somebody let's let's say Saban, he was rehab you for a while for for coordinators. Yep. If a if a coordinator was in football jail and then, and now and he previously had been let's say he had an NFL coach that was like comparing the that's a tough comparison. Alabama. Well, okay. All right. Where what are we I'm going? trying to say is let's land this plane. You can't, you can't get out of sports jail, sports coach jail and go to like, go from Kentucky and Louisville facilities, which you obviously Helps did some bad out. things with Louisville facilities and then go to like <laughs> that, you know, this school and then say, just be such an ingrate. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I get your point. Your point is yeah. he was, he was on top of the world in college basketball. He had everything at his disposal. And he's never been humbled. He's not humbled. And he's shown that now, obviously he didn't change anything. about yeah. him. Yeah. He still thinks that he deserves the best players when he's at St. John's. Right. All right. Give me right. your, give me your goat of the week trainer. Uh, I've actually got, I've got two legit goats like oh. um, cap all capped goats. Um, the ECU East Carolina pirate. Yeah. Uh, they have a baseball player named Parker bird. And he became the first division one baseball player to compete with a prosthetic leg. Really? What happened to his leg? Yeah. How did he lose it? Or was he born with Boating that? accident. Boating. Well, that makes sense. He's He goes to East Carolina, and that's right on the shore. I bet you boating accidents happen more in that area of the world. How yeah. recently did he lose his leg? Past five years? 
Oh my God! Oh, and he and he yeah. and he's played baseball for the ECU. I think a, the Pirates are, might be one of the most underrated mascots in college. Yeah, you get to carry around it. You get to swashbuckle every Saturday in a parking lot. Swash- Sounds great. Yeah. So cool story for him. Good and for this obviously, guy. Obviously, there's a pirate peg leg joke out there somewhere. You know, oh. somebody else can make that. <laughs> Dang it, dude! Dang. Yeah. Yeah, I hope they embrace that a little bit. I bet you his walk-up song might be like something pirate, one-legged. Uh, he's got a nickname. He's got a nickname. Mm-hmm. And then Clyde Edwards-Hilaire for sheltering and saving somebody during the uh, parade incident, the shooting. So thought that was cool that he got a shout-out. Apparently he was one of the, we'll just call him, not profe- un- unprofessionally qualified first responders to help out people that were in need during that. Cause I missed that in terms yeah. of the show and when that happened. So yeah, I was like kind of happy that Valentine's happened last week. Cause that was the first thing in the news. And I was like, I don't eh. Yeah. But it's hard it's to like the aftermath of this is, and the, and the person who passed away, her favorite player was Harrison Butker, the chiefs kicker, the all time field goal distance kicker in Super Bowl history now um she got she's getting buried with the butker jersey it's pretty cool that is pretty cool man what a tragedy mm-hmm. especially in contrast to like the day of celebration it's just so sickening to see that it's and it was like two people in a dispute why are, like whatever we should just go back to like gentlemen's feuds where they just did fisticus you know like if you have a feud, feud with somebody let's have a dance off you know, I like a dance off. Yeah. Yeah. Like you got I, served. Oh my God. That's exactly right. Isn't there a, you got served two and three might be a trilogy. I never saw the sequels. I like the first one. All right. On a lighter note, let's go light here. Mm-hmm. Let's get ourselves back. The go to the week and you can take this however you want it, but it's Tom Brady. Hmm. What did what did Tom what did Tommy do? He took he took Greg Olson's job. He took Greg he Olson's job. He is going to fulfill his contract with Fox mm. and take over Greg Olson's job as the color commentator. That means we're going to have Tom Brady calling next year's Super Bowl. And as it stands now, I think I like Greg Olson more. Um, I think Greg Olson uh, Olson did a hell of a job in the shadow of Tom Brady because he's had this contract for what two years now two or three years now just looming out there and Greg has done this with such class he's like no I want to be a a good team a commentator for the NFL and he's proven that he can do it and he's good at it and I'm kind of mad at Tom Brady so he's a goat in that way that he's just going to waltz in there and get the Super Bowl in his first year because he's a good quarterback and it's like Greg dumb down the game enough for like neanderthals like us to understand some of the more complex things that we should be looking for when we watched and if i'm going to be honest with you i think greg olson should call up uh cbs and tell tony romo to beat feet because he's the most annoying most annoying announcer in the game right now and tony romo's (laughs) got like a nice smile but is i don't know jim and him singing songs going into the commercial breaks it's like is there a more obvious choice on who to replace Tony Romo? Let's put Tony Romo at the one o'clock game with the CBS C team and get Greg Olson on the on the 
game game of the week. Like I'm I'm like kind of mad that Tom Brady is going to be on my television. I want to be done with him. So it was like 2017, 18. I agree with you. He's not as charming as like Peyton Manning. I wanted, you know, I wish Peyton Manning was on like SEC on CBS or on some sort of game. And like, uh, it's, it's Tom Brady hasn't like, doesn't have the hearts of America. Like Greg Olson has, or Peyton Manning or, you know, et cetera, et cetera. Tom Brady's just like, Hey, I'm Tom Brady. I'm really good at football. I'm going to be a good announcer. Give me a whole bunch of money. Yeah, I mean, better, better golf. Best, Mr. Best game manager in basketball too. Um, best game. Um, I was, what was I going to say? Greg Olson deserves to be pissed off. Deserves not to be like, oh, you're going to start doing like the Sunday ticket. The you're going to do the B game for Fox. You know, like he he took the torch from um. Troy Aikman and Joe Buck leaving Fox. Mm-hmm. He was like the guy after that. I know it's only been a year, but I mean, he's done a great job with that being the front runner. I'm disappointed. Tom Brady doesn't want to. The Raiders still need a quarterback draft. Hasn't happened yet. Garoppolo just that. got suspended. Yeah, Garoppolo got suspended for reasons we're not allowed to know. Or do they ever come out with his PDs? No, PDs. Yeah. The hell is he for his like gray hairs? What is he? Is he taking like <laughs> probably every single one just, of his just joints? for men showed up in his blood? Um, <laughs> Yeah, and Tom Brady's like not proven. Greg Olson's obviously proven. Um, and it's pretty funny to think about not that long ago, maybe 2017 or 18, Tony Romo was a prodigy. He was like, oh, he's predicting every play. Everybody loves Tony Romo. Why can't everybody have a Tony Romo on their broadcast? It's yeah. funny how this cycle is he's now the the villain. All right, trainer, we got to get to the NFL free agency with the time we have remaining. I have a bunch of people listed here by position. How do you want to do this? How how do we want to garner – do we want to rank them? Do we want to just talk about them? How do, how do we want to go? How do we want to structure this a little bit? How do you have it listed out? Like, do you have, do you have uh, them kind of ranked by – I just have a list. Talent uh, level? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How about the most uh, yeah, coveted? Coveted is not the right word. Sought after. Let's let's call it sought after. Pursued mm-hmm. free agents in the market. So let's uh, let's just go. Let's just dive in and see how this goes. Let's talk about quarterbacks. All right. Out of all mm-hmm. the quarterbacks, I only really see three that are starters, and there's a bunch of backups. It was funny to see all the uh, all the top ten QB free agency. It was like Sam Darnold. Ryan Tannehill. I'm like, okay, calm down. And then I saw saw Tyrod Taylor and Jacoby Brissett. I was like, I think they're free agents every single year. They're good quarterbacks. You want them on your team. I would love to have those two on my team. Carson Wentz, no. Uh, Joe Flacco, Well, yeah, there's your backup tier right there. You just listed out a good backup tier. But, all right, here's the three starters that I think are interesting. Kirk Cousins coming off a torn Achilles with the Vikings. Everybody on the Vikings seemed to love Kirk Cousins. He is probably the number one rated QB in this free agency. I also have Baker Mayfield, all signs point that he's going to re-sign with the Bucks, And then Jameis Winston, we don't know what Jameis Winston's doing because the NFL somehow can't wrap their head around that Jameis Winston might be a good quarterback. What do you think about those three? Kirk Cousins, Baker Mayfield, Jameis Winston. In terms of who I'd prefer to have or yeah, where they sure. go, landing spots? Or, uh, or both, or both both well which one's the best in your opinion and where would they fit yeah all signs are pointing towards kirk going 
going to the Falcons. It seems like the most likely. Really? I've heard Justin spot. Fields is going to the Falcons. Which would require a trade. Yes. Right. And as would Russ, Russell Wilson would be the second guy on the trade free trade slash free agency list where players that are probably going to be moved because the Bears have a first pick, obviously for a quarterback, and the Broncos have a top 10 or 7 pick. So they're obviously going to probably – maybe reach for J.J. McCarthy or whoever oh that God, Bo Nix might be, be. That would be a reach if they drafted J.J. McCarthy in the first round. Yeah. Those guys are probably moving anyway. Cousins, I'd rather have Fields for age and not coming off an Achilles tear. Yep. And I think Kirk Cousins is probably the most – he's obviously the most experienced and talented overall, but he's old, but he's not Tom Brady old yet. He's 36. So Cousins obviously would be a good fit for Atlanta because they have – Everything else in place. They have the running back, Bijan. They have the receiver, Drake London. They have the tight end, Kyle Pitts. They have mm. a pretty good defense. They have a terrible, excuse me, sorry, terrible division to play in. And the best player, best quarterback right now in the division is probably Baker if the Bucks resign him. Yeah. Is that fair? That is fair. Yeah. I feel like that's the best fit. If Cousins goes, what did you say was the alternative? Cousins? For for cousins? No, yeah. I have, I have no idea where Kirk Cousins is going. I mean, maybe the if the Raiders plan on keeping Devonte Adams and not trading Devonte Adams, I don't think that's a bad idea. All right, so so uh, yeah, let's let's Wait, let's go Saints? on. Saints, Saints, are they going to go back to back quarterback free agency no, years? I don't enough, think they, can they do don't that. have enough money to sign money. the towel boys anymore. Let's go running backs. Um, the backfield, the running backs have a pretty stacked free agency market we're looking at josh jacobs saquon barkley tony pollard what happened to him austin eckler getting a little old deandre smith swift who's on the eagles who had over a thousand yard rushing this year and zach moss who's jonathan taylor's backup and you put him on your fantasy team and you drop him after two or three games and then you go you, you say maybe he has a chance this week and you pick zach moss back up He's that kind of running back. He he did well in Jonathan Taylor's absence this year. And also Derrick mm-hmm. Henry, who's 30 years old. He has not a lot of tread left on those tires, but he still is Derrick Henry. Who do you like out of this class and where do you see him going? This class, this group, and see him going. I mean, I guess if you you asked me earlier, what what do I see is like something fun to latch myself onto for the Cowboys. It would probably be running back and free agency because they're either going to get Pollard and they're going to stand pat or they're going to do something splashy and they're going to get Derrick Henry or Josh Jacobs. I think Derrick Henry and Josh Jacobs need to both go to contenders that are missing that last piece. So I think like Jacobs to the Cowboys, Derrick Henry to the Ravens or flip those would be the ideal landing spots for them. I like that. Josh Jacobs is an electric back. He did not have a good year in Raiders camp, but I mean, on the Raiders last season, but who did? No one did on the, on the Raiders. So Josh Jacobs has, has proven himself as a guy that can catch the ball out of the backfield and make and make plays with his hands and in his feet. Derrick Henry, I don't know who would take a chance on him. Saquon Barkley, really? Third. Yeah, like really? Did he do a lot with the Giants, or was he just the best running back on the Giants? He did a lot when he was healthy. That's the big if. He's obviously younger. He's younger than Derrick Henry. He's either the same age or he, I think he's the same age-ish or a year older maybe than Josh Jacobs. 
Barkley just has the durability asterisk next to him. Otherwise, he'd be higher up on this list. Yeah. Well, what do you think about Austin Eckler as well? There was some sense that he was going to hold out last season. He comes and plays for a helpless San, San Diego mm-hmm. Chargers, LA Chargers, and he puts up numbers. I think he would be a great compliment to some some team out there that that could that could use a dynamic back such as him. Yeah, I I kind of who were we talking about last year that was like still hanging out in free agency. I mean, I guess I guess um oh yeah, um what's his name? He got picked up by the Raiders, went to Florida State. Cook. Dalvin, Dalvin Cook. Cook. Dalvin Cook is like by the Ravens. Th- these guys, yeah, I feel like Eckler and Cook Pollard's ahead of that tier. Eckler and sorry, Eckler and Swift are probably a tier below where I could see them kind of having to having to wait for a little while. Eckler's the oldest. Swift's a durability guy as well. Eckler could fit in well with probably the I guess if the Eagles wanted to just kind of shake it up and yeah. sign him, maybe with the Broncos, because um, I think the Broncos are obviously going to be they're going to be buying. It seems like they're going to yeah, be, be buying. Yeah, they're going to be coming off trying to get rid of some, if not all, of Russell Wilson's contract. They can find a suitor for him. And then Swift, I mean, you know, there's teams like the Patriots that they want to get a weapon, and they're probably either going to draft a quarterback to replace Mac Jones or they're going to draft the best receiver available, maybe Marvin Harrison Jr. So those guys, they have places, but I don't know if they might – those those two might linger for a bit, even in the draft. All right, let's go to our last one. This is our most expansive group, but we're going to have to make it kind of short here. The wide receiver group, um, and I'll just list them off. T. Higgins from Cincinnati, Mike Evans from Tampa Bay. Please, God, somebody get Mike Evans out of the NFC South. Calvin Ridley, who looked a little lost out there for the Jags, but he's got so much potential because he missed a year and this was his first year in the system he had like he was a little splashy marquise brown for the cardinals is another free agent gabe davis from buffalo who had a big game against kansas city in a loss a couple of uh years ago tyler boyd another cincinnati wide receiver they're not gonna be able to afford t higgins tyler boyd uh chase young and joe burrow all on that roster and they're cheap and michael thomas if anybody wants michael thomas he's also available so there's just some things to consider there who out of this squad has an obvious landing place and who is one of the more desirable i feel like the Bengals have to retain t higgins they have to right because otherwise go go to the chiefs t higgins I think so. I think they might try to tag Chris Jones and then they could go after T Higgins. That would be, That'd be obviously dooming for the, for the Bengals. That would feel pretty demoralizing. Jamar chase durability issues, obviously the better talent between the two of them, but they got to bring, they got to bring Higgins back unless they really want to concentrate on defense or something different. But I, I feel like that's the most likely scenario is T Higgins goes back to the Bengals or the Patriots want to make a splashy wide receiver because they drafted. I mean, they're looking at the draft and they're saying, uh, we'd rather choose Drake may over Marvin Harrison jr. Jaden Daniels over Marvin Harrison jr. Or yeah. uh, Odunze or neighbors. And they're like, let's keep, let's, uh, let's go after the receiver and free agency and let's draft the quarterback. So I can see that happening. Part of me thinks that the Patriots are going to be so down for the next f- 15 years that I just don't see them being successful without Bill Belichick and Tom Brady. I don't know what it is, but I just, the Patriots weren't 
good until then. If you look at their history, they made a couple no. Super Bowls, I guess, but like Bill Parcells and Pete Carroll made a Super Bowl with the Pats. They weren't like terrible, but it just seems like they're going to be pretty mediocre. The best thing, their best years are behind them. And maybe that's just me wishfully thinking, but the Patriots making a splashy move is just something my brain can't comprehend because Bill Belichick liked everything at a discount. And maybe they're they've, they're going to completely change their tune. But until then, I think New England thinks they're smarter than everybody else and is trying to get discount players. And I don't think they're going to reach as far as to get a T. Higgins or they might get a Mike Evans. That makes sense for the Pats mm-hmm. because he's – 40 years old. I mean, he still has 10 straight 1,000-yard seasons, but it's. I feel like a Mike Evans or, like you said, a DeAndre Swift would fit in with the Patriots because they're just a little bit over their bell curve when it comes to talent level or their ability. That's fair. The only thing I was going to say, the way that Bill Belichick did things, Robert Kraft obviously kicked his ass out the door with a lot of damning remarks about him so yeah, did. maybe they want to maybe they want to say hey jared mayo you're the coach we're going to handle the front office stuff we're going to get we're going to have some fun here old scrooge is gone we're going to make splashy changes in the offseason we're going to we're going to get um yonder swift or we're going to get tony pollard and we're also going to go after um mike evans or yeah michael Pittman was somebody i don't think you mentioned like yeah cold wide receiver i saw him he's yeah. a he's a big body receiver kind of slow but big bodied I just I'm wondering if the Bucks can afford Mike Evans and Baker Mayfield together. I guess they can because it seems like those are the two most likely landing spots. I kind of like Mike Evans going to the Bills if they can afford him because Ooh. I don't know what's going to happen with Stephon Diggs. They want to trade Stephon Diggs. They want to pair them up, let Gabe Davis walk. They have the money for it. I mean, Mike Evans and Stephon Diggs sounds pretty good for Josh Allen. And then obviously the Chiefs are the scary landing spot for Higgins or Evans or Pittman or any of these guys. Yeah, and the Chiefs have done it the right. Rest of the league, they yeah. they know what they're doing when it comes to um, sir, good defense. Pay the get a quarterback, and get talented young guys. They don't have to pay, they don't have to pay. So they they know what they're doing. Sports fans, that was our NFL free agency coupled with the huddle. Download our podcast wherever podcasts are available. Um, that's it. And that's all.